Today is June the 9th. Were there divisions in the early church? Let's find out together as we look at several different passages in Paul's epistles. The quick answer to the question with which we open this devotional, were there divisions in the early church, is, oh yeah. (laughs) There were serious divisions in the early church. We're going to look at four things that separated people in the early church and see how some of those things may actually continue with us today. First of all, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 4 and 5, Paul says, When one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only God's servants through whom you believed the good news. The first thing that separated people, that divided people in the early church, there were personality cults. Friends, we see that happening today. We see people following particular individuals, whether that individual is uh, the pastor of a megachurch or a televangelist or even just a pastor of a local church. When uh, we're tempted to leave a church when a pastor leaves, could that be that we have been more interested in following that pastor than we were in following the Lord Jesus? Paul talks about this division. It's ways that we find to separate ourselves from each other. And Paul says, Don't do that. In Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 11, we uh, see Paul talking about the Jewish-Gentile divide. Now, yesterday in the devotional, we talked about that. We talked about how, not necessarily inside the church, but outside the church, Jews hated Gentiles. Gentiles hated Jews. There was open animosity between them. But now in Christ, the disciples began to teach that Christ died for Jew and for Gentile. In fact, they said, if you're a Gentile, you don't have to become a Jew to be a follower of Jesus. These two bodies are now brought together in the church. Could they leave their animosity at the door? As we see, that was a struggle. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Don't forget that you Gentiles used to be outsiders. You were called uncircumcised heathens by the Jews who were proud of their circumcision. This Jew-Gentile divide existed inside the church. In the book of Galatians in particular, we see how this caused 
a problem, Peter came from Jerusalem, and he ate with Jews and Gentiles who were eating together. But when other brothers came from the Jerusalem church and asked to eat separately from the Gentiles because they still followed the Jewish law, Peter went to eat with them separately. Paul chided Peter for what he had done. He said, if you make a decision to eat separately from the Gentiles because you follow Jewish practices, that's fine. But you're doing both. You eat with the Gentiles when your friends aren't here. Then when they come, you go and you eat with them separately. Jew-Gentile divide. In the book of Galatians, where Paul describes his confrontation with Peter, in chapter 3, verse 28, Paul makes a, a short, pithy statement. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul starts with that Jewish-Gentile divide, and he says, this no longer is to come between you. As we see in Paul's letters, he ministers to both Jew and to Greek. And as Greeks come to the Lord, they rise in leadership in the church. No different from the Jew in any way. So Paul deals with that Jew-Gentile divide. But then he adds two more. He says there's no more slave or free. Part of the problem within Jewish communities as well as within Roman communities is that social status didn't enter either when it come to a person accepting the Lord. Landowners would accept the Lord and they would tend to own the houses where the early church would meet. But part of their household were slaves. Slaves came to the Lord as well. Now, it may be that uh, outside of the church service, the slave was subjugated to his master. But when the church began to meet, that was no longer true. There is no longer slave or free. One of the outworkings of that occurs in the book of Philemon. The book of Philemon occurs when Paul, in prison, comes to meet a young man named Onesimus. Onesimus was Philemon's slave, and he ran away. He got on the Underground Railroad, and he made it all the way to Rome, where Paul was imprisoned. Being there, he came to the Lord through Paul's ministry. Philemon said, or Onesimus said, what do I need to do? And Paul said, you need to go back. Go back to Philemon, your owner. And Paul sent a letter with Onesimus. But listen to what Paul says to Philemon. Verse 16, he says, 
Onesimus is no longer a slave to you. He's more than a slave. He is now a beloved brother, especially to me. He'll mean so much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. Now we see here what Paul really felt about slavery. He said, uh, Onesimus, you've broken the law. You've run away from your master. Go back to him. But then he sends a letter with Onesimus and he says, Philemon, free him. A master had the right to do that. He could write a letter of manumission and declare this slave now a free man. That's what Paul asked Philemon to do for Onesimus. No longer free or slave. And then finally, no longer man or woman, male or female. Now what Paul was getting at there in uh, the Jewish communities that many of his converts came from, women could attend the synagogue, but they would either sit outside and listen to the reading and to the sermon through open windows, or some synagogues they could sit inside and sit behind a curtain that separated man from woman. Paul said, that won't do for us. There is no separation in Christ between man and woman. Both are saved through Christ's free gift of grace and forgiveness. In fact, in the book of Romans, chapter 16, verse 1, the first person that Paul mentions to the Roman church, the first person he presents to them as an example of a good Christian is Phoebe. Phoebe, a woman from Sencrea, a suburb of Corinth, is mentioned to the Roman church. Apparently, she traveled from Corinth to Rome. She was a businesswoman. She would go to Rome, buy goods, bring them back to Corinth, sell them. As such, she owned a large house. There was a church meeting in her house. She founded that church. She was the pastor, if you would, of that church. There is no male or female. What Paul is saying is not that our gender identities can be mixed, but instead that one gender does not have an intrinsic value above and beyond the other gender. We are one in Christ Jesus. So what divides us today? What is there in our own life that causes us to separate ourselves from those who are around us. We've got to give that up today and seek unity because we are one in Christ. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional. Send your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. 
tomorrow. We'll answer the question, why is unity so hard?